0: Hello, good morning and welcome to this week's serving of Mickey Waffles, a Disney podcast where we cover everything from parks, movies and merchandise. My name is Sinead. My name is Kate. Hi guys, how's it going? I'm good Kate, how are you?
1: I'm doing just fine, you know, another week, here we are.
0: <laughs> it's been an exciting week though, you got a haircut, we've we seen did. each other in person.
1: Yeah, we did, loads of, ha- loads of things happened.
0: We went to Wagamama's on Monday and it was Mm -hmm. pretty glorious, I have to say.
1: Yeah, I did like that we weren't near anybody. I enjoyed that.
0: Yeah, it was very quiet.
1: Their social distancing was very extreme. It was great.
0: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) it also helped that there was nobody in Wagamama's. It wasn't like outside or anything.
1: Yeah, it was good. And then I also went to a restaurant Sunday just gone for pasta. And that was also a very pleasant experience because there was nobody around us. I just, I'm really enjoying this whole social distancing and restaurants thing. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I am like, it should always be this way.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Although myself and Breffney went out for our very belated anniversary dinner on Saturday. And whilst they had definitely, I've been in this restaurant before. And whilst they've definitely taken some tables out to my right there was a table of like 10 or 12 people mm-hmm. most of which were meeting for the first time right, and i was yeah. like oh this is unnerving i don't like this yeah mm-hmm. it was just an awful lot of people that all clearly weren't coming from the same household in any mm-hmm. way shape or form yeah so that was a little bit concerning
1: mm-hmm. but you know do what you do have you downloaded just out of interest have you downloaded the COVID tracker app
0: I have. I checked in yesterday and I checked in today.
1: Um, I was saying to Sally, I was like, I'm so excited to get my first COVID match. (laughs) I like, bing, bing, you've been there somewhere with COVID.
0: (laughs) I sincerely hope that doesn't happen. No, me too. (laughs) But um, interestingly, Craig from many of the various podcasts on the After Dark Podcast Network um, posted the link of the app into the After Dark facebook group which if you want to join we'll leave that in the show notes it's a good old group of people um but seemingly the app is also available in the uk so loads of people in the uk are also downloading the irish app and i'm like okay oh they're downloading the irish app yeah because seemingly you can get that from the uk apple store and whatever the google equivalent is because oh,
1: i know that i think the description for the app is like covid counter for ireland and the uk but like it's oh okay but like it's not like when you go into it it's just
0: ireland yeah i don't know unless unless they phrased it that way to so that the north could use it
1: ah possibly i would assume mm, because but because
0: couldn't have that all ireland approach no no but mm. um, yeah if you've not downloaded it download it it takes no more information from you than whatsapp and facebook and everything else you probably use though so. uh-huh yeah,
1: the only thing is you have to keep your Bluetooth on, which if you've got a pretty crappy phone can drain your battery. But what I've just been doing is I've been switching it off when I'm at home because okay. I know who I'm with when I'm at home, and then I just switch my Bluetooth back on when I go outside.
0: <laughs> I always have mine on now because I use my AirPods all the time, so mine and my Fitbit, so mine's always on. Oh, well, there you go. I had not realised that. So good point, Kate. Good, good just call. FYI just, f- just
1: FYI in case anyone was like oh my blue toes it's like just switch it off when you're not outside because the only point of having the app is really if you're out, in the- out and about
0: yeah entirely fair so anything else from the week? I don't
1: think so not that we're not already going to talk about
0: <laughs> makes sense how was the experience with getting your hair done? I'm uh, curious
1: yeah it was grand. I rocked up they gave me a mask they washed my hair Hair, they cut my hair, that
0: was it. (laughs) Did they take your temperature? No, no, okay.
1: Fair. Um, the only thing was my mask kept falling down when she was like, so she, my hairdresser, would get like, you know, like the fine tooth comb Mm -hmm. to like make your hair like straight for when they're cutting it, but she kept catching my mask in it because obviously she was going down my ear, and I was like, okay, I kind of need that back, thanks. So my pants yeah. sort of kept falling off on one side, but like other than that, was fine. The only other thing is that um, they're using disposable. My particular hairdressers is using disposable, uh, like coverings. Yeah.
0: What are they called? Gowns.
1: Yeah, so like they don't have to wash them after every single use. They're just using disposable ones. Um, but there's no like armholes in them or anything, and they're completely just—they basically are like see-through plastic bags. It's yeah, a bit it's like weird. A yeah, it's like, obviously on the wrong, I'm not complaining, it's just a bit weird.
0: <laughs> but yeah, I can't think of it now, so I think that's, I think that's pretty much everything for life updates anyways.
1: Yeah, it's just because like, like now I'm back to work now, we're both working, but we still can't really go out and do a lot of the social things that we would usually do so normally when we'd have a podcast update it's like oh yeah i went to this place and i did this thing and this happened this weekend but now it's just i don't have anything to talk about because all i do is go to work and come home yeah. and maybe one social thing a week
0: <laughs> yeah and that's about it <laughs> exciting times and um, again you couldn't hear it last week but i'll just Binx is being very needy so if there are is purring in the background there's a weird like noise in the background it's the cat and there's not a whole lot I can do about it but again you're blessed so it's fine
1: <laughs> so on that
0: note shall we get on to a bit of news
1: so <clears throat> first up we've got some DLP updates uh just a quick little update in relation to the annual pass holder family privilege ticket things the tickets themselves they are only available to purchase of- from like the date of the twenty third, so the first day you can buy a ticket for is July twenty third. So from the fifteenth of July to the twenty third to the twenty second of July, you can't get one of those privileged tickets. It's only from twenty third onwards.
0: Yeah, and I suppose in relation to like DLB and AP tickets and stuff like that, I've realised that I've not mentioned it because in the like discussion that we've had, but they did launch the platform of where, where you can book your reservations and um, as we mentioned previously now if you're an annual pass holder you have to book a reservation to get into the park for whatever day you want to go so they I think released it I think it went live last Thursday and from what I could see online I think it was a bit of a shit show
1: what a people, surprise
0: people <laughs> were put in people were waiting for like two and a half hours and I saw one person that had it like on their phone on their tablet on their laptop. And they had two of them like in a queue and they were refreshing it on their phone and they went into it on their phone and just immediately got straight in. So it didn't seem like there was an actual queue. Right. So to speak, it seemed like people were just being picked at random to go in and pick their days. Is this not the most DLP thing you've ever heard in your entire life? Oh yeah. Um, Uh. And they also had announced after that, I think that the 13th and 14th of next week is actually is going to be an annual pass, like, preview day for the new measures. But I imagine there's only going to be a very small volume of people that will actually be arranged mm-hmm. to be able to go to that because they announced that quite late. So my understanding is the 13th and 14th is booked up, as is the 15th for annual pass slots anyways. But, yeah. Again, haven't gone in and tried it myself because I'm not going to DLP Why? anytime soon. <laughs> and... If you, I, I wouldn't want to take a slot, completely forget about it, and then take somebody else's slot. But if you are planning yeah. on a CLP, you can go in and try book your tickets.
1: I think it was kind of like what happened with the Walt Disney World one, where it was like absolutely crapped itself for the first couple of hours, and then yeah. it was absolutely fine. I don't know what it is about Disney, but there's just something. I don't know who runs their websites, but they must run them really on the cheap because none of them ever seem to be able to handle like heavy loads of path of like people visiting the page yeah. and it's to do with like it's all to do with server capacity and it's 100 percent disney not being bothered to spend the kind of money they need for specific servers to handle the loads of people because the exact same thing happens with shop disney every time there's some sort of release and we've now seen it happen with Walt Disney World and also Disneyland Paris and it's just like it's just yeah. so annoying that they're so good at so many things but when it comes to like making sure that they basically just have enough servers available to take capacity that they're just like nah
0: <laughs> yeah it's it, it's frustrating and it just leads to I suppose kind of like a negative guest experience but I don't think they actually care about that <laughs> Wow. Well, Parks, I know right <laughs> I know so next piece of news um, there's another there's been more of a shake up in the DLP like managerial structure so Francesca Gianthin, I've definitely said her last name wrong but however um, she was the Disneyland Paris Senior VP of Experience and Product Synergy and Integration I'm kind of like product synergy Misses what I've even do. But anyways, so she is leaving the company as part of a deep restructuring focused on efficiency in all departments, including marketing, communication, technology, operations, strategy and finance, and sourcing and HR. So yeah, she's gone bye-bye. This tweet is from DLP Report. I don't know if she is like being pushed out or it's a Catherine Pell dealio where it's been restructured in such a way that they no longer need her. I don't know but either way she's going but if it's a way to kind of streamline um product and other kind of stuff if it means that we're going to get more synchronized products across the resorts then happy days
1: oh yes yeah, same like if it means like not to say that this woman whose name we can't pronounce is like the reason for why all the merchandise on paris is so shit but also Come like on. no but if it means that whatever restructuring they're kind of doing means that they're changing up their merchandising aspects, I guess, then maybe possibly we'll get good merch. On a merch just thing, do you know, because when we when we talk about how crap Disney Blam Paris merch the only thing that comes into my mind now is that pumpkin buy backpack that you couldn't get because it didn't yeah. come to DLP and the other night I had a dream that I went into a shop and they had loads of lounge fly backpacks but they were reduced to like 10 euro and I freaked out and I bought like 10 of them and I was with Ed and Ed was like you don't like those backpacks, they're too small you can't carry anything and I was like it doesn't matter, they're
0: 10 euro (laughs) in fairness that is something you would do that's why I have my Star Wars lounge fly bag (laughs) because you were like six euro mm. Shanae, love it I just I I just I was like
1: what a weird dream for me to have to be like lie, right back. they're ten euro what a bargain <laughs> oh what a
0: time you're around too many sale shoppers Kate uh yes spending far too much time with sale shoppers
1: yes well so at least I'm not I'm not buying the sale I'm just checking it out there hmm <sighs> Uh yeah, so that was just that little bit about restructuring. Then moving on to Disneyland Paris reopening, we have the DLP reopening times, if anyone's excited. So GLP mm-hmm. reopens on July 15th until at least oh no, these are the hours. I was like, it's opening from July until at least September. I was like, what? <laughs> so no. from July 15th until at least September 30th, these will be the opening hours for GLP. So Disneyland Park will be open from 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. Walt Disney Studios Park will be open from 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. And then Extra Magic Time, which doesn't start on the 15th, it starts on the 16th, will be available from 8.30 a.m. to 9.30 a.m. I mean, you can't really argue with those times, to be
0: honest. I wonder, I assume Extra Magic Time isn't starting because nobody's staying in the hotel until the Yeah, 15th. I
1: assume it was like, well, they won't be there. <laughs> <laughs>
0: who who gonna be there (laughs) yeah that's fair
1: well like we've been to the parks when they've had so these would be technically i guess kind of winter hours even that i think they're a bit later so like we've we've done the parks during like winter hours and it's completely fine like
0: to be honest if you are going and if you're doing dlp the way we do dlp which is just you keep going until you're starving and then you eat and then you just go some more um like that's that's a twelve-hour day and a twelve-hour park day. You you will be sore.
1: And I suppose people got to think about the fact that like there's no characters to meet and greet. There's no shows to watch. There's no parades. So like yes. they're really only open for their rides. Mm. And you don't need an entire day to do all the rides. Like the thing that really stretches out your day is, oh, I'm going to stand in this queue for 20 minutes and meet this character. And oh, I'm going to stand in this queue for half an hour and meet this character. and Oh, we're going to wait half an hour for the parade and the parade will take half an hour. Like all that sort of in-betweeny stuff. When you haven't got that to factor in, like winter hours are perfectly fine.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely.
1: In my opinion.
0: Right. Now we've had... Ten thousand menus come out for the various different DLP restaurants.
1: Yeah, what a time.
0: <laughs> so we'll go through we'll pro I mean really so we don't have that much news. We'll go through all of them. Um yeah. <laughs> but the biggest the biggest change is and if you if you've listened to a lot of our episodes before, you know we love the Lucky Nugget. Big fans of the Lucky Nugget and their little shows that they do. But it's opening up very differently on the 15th so there'll be a brand new show featuring Minnie and goofy i think dlp report said there's also mickey as well and there's also going to be a comedian and a magician which is very fun mm. i love french Hi. jokes <laughs> you, you would you would hope that it would be both languages but who knows <laughs> um they it is reopening on july 15th it'll be 49 euro for adults and 39 euro for children mm-hmm. and you have to you can book it by either calling the restaurant reservation line and you can also book it through the french website and the belgium website i don't know okay but (laughs) um the food options actually sound pretty damn tasty so for starters so the entree is a salad with red beans, tomato, onions, avocado, peppers, coriander, and tortilla chips. Nom. The like a of vegetarian starter, What? <laughs> and then, so you have a choice of two mains. So you can either get smoked chicken, spare ribs with barbecue sauce, and a grilled pork sausage, potatoes. Grilled corn and cornbread. All the corn. Or as
1: a non-vegetarian, that sounds delicious.
0: <laughs> but they have a veg- they have a vegan option, not even just vegetarian, they have a bloody vegan option. You can get vegan chili with potatoes, grilled corn and cornbread. I I would fucking love this. This sounds bloody glorious. Yeah,
1: it's just I'm so glad that the lucky nugget has still stayed as like somewhere that we would both happily go to oh yeah because it exactly. would be really upset if they did a shake up and we're like nah man but yeah
0: this is this is very exciting it sounds really good and then dessert it's vanilla favorite ice cream which i assume will still be that kind of weird ice cream that the lucky mm. nougat has it's kind of yogurty yeah. and has a really weird mouthfeel
1: really weird sauce really that comes from yeah, yeah
0: got a nut brownie and then chocolate hazelnut sauce now it doesn't specifically say if the chocolatey elements are i'm assuming this dessert ain't vegan because it doesn't say it's vegan but it's definitely vegetarian so i can eat Mm. this whole menu and it sounds delicious and i really hope they keep this menu up because i want to experience this because it sounds great
1: yeah and the fact that they've changed the characters to mickey minnie and goofy rather than the puppeteers the puppeteers are great but yeah. especially in the current climate where people can't meet and greet characters adding in another way that kids can see the characters because like when you're eating your dinner unless it's like a character meal where they're walking around you wouldn't be expected to be allowed to go on stage anyway yeah. so the fact that you're just chucking the characters yeah. up there while people are eating that's perfect Yeah,
0: absolutely and the good thing about the lucky nugget is you can also get booze you can yeah get booze, booze my only
1: question about this thing is that does this mean the lucky nugget no longer does free refills because i think your menu only entitles you to one drink
0: oh yeah because it has cold drinks separate yeah so the underneath, cold so, drinks.
1: so like underneath the menu diamond bit it says like oh it's i can't read it but it's like what's on something 33 cl cold drink yeah cold drink 33 cl or minimal water 50 cl So, like, I think you get one drink with your meal and then if you want more, you have to pay. Maybe. Maybe. Interessante.
0: Either way, it sounds very delicious and Mm -hmm. I hope to be able to try it.
1: Also, FYI, the children's menu is cheeseburger and potatoes. (laughs) 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 Not even cheeseburger and fries. Cheeseburger and potatoes.
0: (laughs) And they don't get the brownie. They just get the vanilla-flavoured ice cream and chocolate sauce.
1: Actually, it's pom-de-terre. Fries and they've just written potatoes. I don't know. Oh no, because Fritz is yeah um, fries. Oh no, yeah no no. So pom no, uh, my French completely failed me there. Pomme de terre means apple from the ground. So yeah, no, literally just potatoes. Apple from the ground. <laughs>
0: <laughs> is that what potato is in French?
1: Yeah, so pom is apple, and pom de terre means apple from the ground, A- or apple apple from the earth.
0: That is, that is so ridiculous. But in anyways,
1: anywho. So yeah, sorry. Just want to add a note there. Thought it was quite funny. (laughs) (laughs) You get burger and potatoes. It's like when worlds collide: America and Ireland, France. (laughs) (laughs) Then we've got some more menus. One particular note is the black or menu Black Widow, which Mm -hmm. I assume is coming for the Marvel issues. And thing So you have a spy burger. Yeah. Wow. So it's like all the other burgers. So it's a beef burger, cheddar cheese, lettuce, pickles, tomato, crispy onions, tomato, and paprika sauce. Nice. Love paprika with fries and a drink. And then there's just everything else you can get.
0: Just your regular
1: beef burger, chicken burger, fish burger. You know burger's
0: missing. Oh, there's no veggie burger. There's not <laughs> vegetarian. Not a thing. There's but there is a fish burger. <laughs> also, they've taken the desserts away. Oh. You're yeah. gonna dessert with your meal.
1: Ugh, but they're the same price. Mm. Fifteen ninety nine. Well, no, because when you got a dessert, wasn't it like eighteen ninety nine or something?
0: Yeah, but normally you'd at least get the option for the feckin' yogurt.
1: Yeah, or an ice cream or something. Yeah. Ooh, Disney saucy. And then there's also this like coffee thing. So I think it's you get a coffee and a muffin for six fifty nine.
0: Yeah, the little mini muffins, the chocolate, yeah. and then the like what are, what's that cake? Madeira cake is that what it's called? The like vegan orangey. Yes.
1: So you can get a double Mickey cake or a brownie or a Magnum oh. mini. Oh okay. Um, but then there's also a widow's chocolate cake for a Black Widow, and it's a milk chocolate hazelnut brownie with dark chocolate mousse and chocolate sauce. And it's got a design on the front of it, which is like the poster for the Black Widow movie. It's like a silhouette of Black Widow. There you go. And then there's just a bunch of ice creams and all that crap.
0: (laughs) Nice. Then in Hakuna Matata, um, they have a festival. It's not festival, the Lion King. What's called? Lion King Jungle Festival. Um, They have a special menu for that. And it doesn't actually... So it's... Something called the Lion's Favour Feast, which it doesn't actually tell you what it is, but it looks like various different meats with salad-y things in a flatbread, but it doesn't actually yeah. explain to you what it is.
1: It looks like some sort of kebab, but slightly healthier.
0: Yeah, and you can get that with either French fries or an assortment of vegetables. Delightful. And then you can either get a mango and grated coconut cake or a dole fruit bowl with tropical gold pineapple and a drink, and that is $16.99. What or they have
1: tropico thing that's new
0: what tropico oh yeah the Who drink does?
1: with the little parrot on it
0: mm. sorry continue and then they have kind of assortment of various different menus the only i'm just going to call it vegetarian things and things cuz that's what i do they have a vegan salad which is a hakuna salad which is lettuce pineapple beans cucumber sweet corn tomato peppers red onions and grilled peanuts i think that says
1: i'm sorry is that not disgusting
0: yeah no that sounds pretty grim i won't lie because i
1: hate well i hate pineapple but, but like they've specifically put pineapple in there because it's obviously this whole thing's obviously to do with doll yeah. and like why and also that's the only vegan thing
0: yeah that's that's the only thing i, I mean it's better the, the only thing i used to be able to eat hakuna matata was rice but it's okay because they're still Very telling true. me yeah, can I, I can still have the white rice I seem to can't oh, have the chips, but I can. I can still have the white rice and the assortment of vegetables. What more could I ever want? Yeah, what so more could like, I ever want?
1: Then, like your other options, it's so annoying because you've got four menu options there, and your options are beef tomato and beef like meatballs, like yeah. in Hakuna Matata, Hakuna yeah. chicken strips, Yasa chicken and vegetables. I mean, okay, that makes sense. And then you've obviously got your that one we just mentioned, the lion's favorite feast. So like why they don't just have the Yassa chicken and vegetables and their speciality one and then two like vegan vegetarian options that I don't know. Or even if they had options where like, hey, we're gonna give we're gonna do like a chili, but do you want a vegan chili instead? Yeah, no problems. Like it's not that hard. Yeah,
0: like <laughs> even if they just put that vegan chili everywhere, like that oh, I mean, I wouldn't have an issue with that. Yeah. But um, and then I'll just cover off, there's also some Roarsome Delights, which I have a feeling will probably just be dotted around in the various little snack carts. Um, so you can get a drink and a muffin for six fifty nine, and it's basically just a muffin that has pineapple sprinkles. and leaf sprinkles on it. And you can get that in vanilla flavor or double chocolate. And then you can also get either a triple chocolate cookie or a white chocolate raspberry cookie, and they all have the same sprinkles. <laughs> Hashtag theming. <laughs>
1: Just knowing that like Those cookies are two seventy nine, And you can get five cookies From Marks and Spencer's for three euro And there's no way they're better Than the Marks and Spencer's cookies So like why bother Like the only thing that intrigues me Is white chocolate raspberry I'm like mm, yeah But like you could make your own White chocolate raspberry cookies Like this is just And you know it's going to be Would crap
0: pineapple shaped sprinkles Kate?
1: I mean to be honest That really does make it That's kind of what you're paying for isn't it? <laughs>
0: A thousand percent. A thousand oh, dear. Percent.
1: Um, and then one of the second last updates we have is from Plaza Gardens, which uh, has a change now due to COVID nineteen restrictions. It is no longer a buffet style, it is an all-you-can-eat menu, which is table served. For an adult to 3599. <laughs> why is the translation from French to English always so weird? So it has adult 3599. Open refreshing drink or minimal water. Like open why No Lids for you. <laughs> or like that's
0: what I mean. Or like opposed to like a closed refreshing drink? Like what? <laughs> it, it might mean refills, but they just yeah. can't use the term refills. I've... I don't fucking know. Oh yeah.
1: And then for a child it's eighteen ninety nine. But there's more specificity in what they can have. They can have water, minute made orange or apple or milk. So kids aren't allowed. No um, fizzy. No, nope. no, no, no and then there's all the beers and all that sort of stuff and then there's a whole rake of stuff let's see if there's anything vegan there's vegan vegetable risotto there is Mm. there's also jungle which is beef stew with rice and herbs (laughs) um there's shrimp there's roast chicken oh there's like just a rotisserie which is chicken pork veal potatoes then there's charcuteries. Oh, rabbit terrine! Wow, how French! Oh. There's smoked salmon, fish terrine, mackerel. Then in the salads, there's bulgur quinoa, coleslaw, lentils with smoked salmon. Like, why have you got to put salmon with the lentils? Just leave the lentils be. And then pasta with chorizo and sheep's cheese. Sheep's Honestly. cheese. <laughs>
0: Terrific. Oh, grim.
1: Uh, and then for desserts, there's cheese. Carrot cake, apricot tart, Mickey tarts, and then a banana snake, mango What's treat. What's a banana snake? T- I don't know.
0: <laughs> I'm really intrigued to find out what a banana snake is.
1: Do you think it's like an actual thing, or do you think it's it, just? It's probably that- just
0: something that DLP are making. I Let's don't know. just
1: quickly Google banana snake and see if anything comes
0: up. Okay, be wary about what you go- Google when you put that in.
1: See, a banana. There is a snake called a banana snake. Oh, okay. Mm, but I doubt they're serving that. <laughs>
0: I hope that's not <laughs> what they're giving you for dessert.
1: <laughs> what it's if probably I dessert just some afterwards. like banana
0: mousse thing. I don't know. Mousse? I don't know.
1: Yeah, I would assume so. So yeah, that's everything for Plaza Gardens. It's interesting thinking how the like buffet style is changing to all-you-can-eat table-served. I don't, because now I don't know if I'd go to one, because... I feel weird asking awkward. for like, yeah, mm. being like, oh, can I have a full plate? Let's say like, let's say I'm just like, oh, can I have a full plate of just smoked salmon and blue cheese, please? Like, yeah, not that that's weird. something I do, but like, if you're at a buffet, you might find something and be like, oh yeah, I'll just have a whackload of that. Like, it's, yeah. it's it strange. Yeah, yeah, do you know what I mean? I just, I would feel very awkward, I think. I don't think I'd enjoy it.
0: Yeah, I feel yeah. And then the final... Menu that we have is from Cafe Mickey, which used to be as Cafe Mickey used to be a buffet, wasn't it? I went to Cafe Mickey yonks ago, and I
1: don't remember it being buffet.
0: Okay. Well, they've changed it around, anyways. So it's it's much more pricey than I would have anticipated. There's also only one vegetarian option. Um. Starters start from around 12 euro And go up to 16 euro um, Main courses The cheapest is the vegetarian Which is a margarita pizza um, At 20 euro And they go up to 30 euro For an Italian burger I don't know why that burger is what? 30 euro But here we are Yeah. Why is
1: it Italian? It's, some
0: form, it eat, it's some form of fancy beef It's some form of fancy beef Whole grain bread Gorgonzola Pancetta Tomato rocket salad Served with salad and fries Silly thing to choose. And then their dessert, the cheapest dessert they have is eleven euro, and it's for three scoops of ice cream or sorbet. Yeah, cafe Mickey has never
1: really been cheap.
0: To be honest,
1: it's always been kind of a rip
0: off. They also have um, a dessert that is literally just whipped cheese with strawberries, and I'm assuming they mean like a mascarpone cheese or something (laughs) because it just yeah. They do also have which is just whipped cream. Yeah. and um, they do also have a set menu which is 40 euro which you get a starter main course and dessert i would not be able to avail of this because there is nothing vegetarian on it and then you can get there's two options for a kid's meal there's 20 euro where you get a starter main and dessert uh or there's a 36.99 one which i don't know why that one is more expensive i guess you just have different choices right, I don't know. Seems yeah, so the starters
1: are like, are, you know, for a child, you know, organic semolina semolina mixture with crunchy vegetables, because you know, Orino. children eat that. Or you know, basil minestrone. And fish of the day, and then creamy fromage blanc dessert, which is the strawberries, and fruits. Like what? It's
0: just tough.
1: Oh, DLP really boggle my mind sometimes. I'm also very annoyed that they've rejigged so many of these menus, and there's still either only one vegetarian option or nothing yeah. like yeah seriously like they had their opportunities with those like little food stalls that they did mm-hmm. and like during the seasons when they had all the vegetarian and vegan stuff and like the little carts the feedback was great so everyone was like I, and now they've just
0: fucked it but like the thing <laughs> i don't understand is even if they took that vegan chili and even if they just made that en masse and yeah. they put that vegan chili everywhere. Mm-hmm. Or even if they just did like they do in Bella Note, they're like, just it's just pasta with the tomato sauce. Even if they just put that everywhere, that would be fine. But it's the fact that so many of these menus don't have any form of vegetarian option, like nothing, let alone yeah. vegan.
1: But also even those veggie burgers, like those veggie burgers are definitely just frozen and then cooked. Like you're telling oh, yeah. me you can't just offer a veggie burger like that's probably the simplest vegetarian thing you could ever do bar like vegetables like yeah
0: it really baffles me to be honest i just don't get it. it it's kind of it's it's very much confirming the fear that i had that i think i mentioned either last week or the week before as to why i'm canceling my september trip because i'm worried i would not be able to eat anywhere yeah. because fuente del oro is not reopening and none of these menus are giving me any sense of comfort that i would be able to eat in anything you just so, have to
1: eat vegan chili in that one
0: place every single day. Just gonna have to go to look lucky nugget day in, day out. Yeah. It's and really that will rack up quite a bowl. bill. Like that's yeah. fifty quid, like fifty quid that's for great. one meal. Yeah, you'd you'd want to be full afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> yeah anywhere else. There are all the various menu changes and the lack of diversity in them.
1: Then the last little bit of DLP news is railroad news. Woo! Remember the last time we talked about the railroad?
0: <laughs> so
1: earlier on in the week, there was a little update from DLP report that said the Disney Rail- Disneyland Railroad is scheduled to finally return on August 1st, 2020, according to the recently updated official calendar. But then mm-hmm. we got a more updated update from dlp report because who else would we get information from that said the disneyland railroad will be open for disneyland paris reopening on july 15th and during preview days oh my god what i just does that mean that over this covid period there's been someone in there putting the tracks back down because wow just
0: wow it's just i'm very excited i'm very very excited Like finally, finally the railroad is back.
1: I'm gonna lose my mind if on the fifteenth people are there and cast members are like this isn't open.
0: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) you you know it would happen. You absolutely know it would happen.
1: Oh DLP, you make me laugh. So yeah, that's everything for DLP updates and news.
0: Yeah, so We'll, we'll talk about this likely a bit more next week once, it's, once it, everything is kind of fully reopened. But there's been some cast members media previews of Walt Disney World's starting to reopen. Did anybody actually think that they would still be reopening considering the sheer volume of cases that Florida is still having? No, you, you would hope not. But here we are. So Disney food blog is one of the places that I've seen kind of updates from, but I've also just seen them scattered across the internet in general. Um, And the main things that I've taken out of, Kate, there might be other things that you've taken out of, is one, Mm. considering it's cast member and media previews, nobody seems to be social distancing. Nope. However, people do seem to be wearing masks, so that's positive. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. There was a... Massively long queue to get into the Brer Patch, which is the store attached to Splash Mountain. Um, which I have some thoughts around, and I'll come back to that. They're not doing the stretching room in the Haunted Mansion, which I get, but it still it makes my it makes my soul a little bit sad. Um, and what was the other thing that I saw? Oh, so when you go through bag check, they give you a little plastic baggie that you have to take all of your electronics anything that's metal or anything like that and you put it into this little plastic baggie that goes through a separate metal detector and then you and your bag walk through a big metal detector and if you still beep you have to empty all your belongings out into a tray so that they can inspect your stuff without having to touch your stuff why any of this is meant to be easier I have no idea but they were the main ridiculous things that I took from it also sorry one last thing Merida was riding about on Angus and it was real cute and they had a pooper scooper behind her she did (laughs) There was literally there was a, a cast member <laughs> in full like fantasy lands like regalia, and literally had a like dickied up up wheelbarrow and was just following around his horse to pick up shit. Oh, <laughs> can you imagine shit. that being your job for the day?
1: <laughs> I imagine they work in the stables and that it's not
0: like oh, that. absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Um, but it just tickled me.
1: Yeah, pretty much seen a lot of the same stuff um i we follow a lot of american um sorry what's the word we follow a lot of american accounts on instagram just on the podcast page and i know that americans have real problems with the mask issue and it's violating their human rights and all this sort of jazz but i really thought when it came to disney people would stop questioning it as in like during like cast member previews and friends and family previews which are happening at the moment like specifically i just thought yeah. you know people would just wear their masks and these issues wouldn't crop up until regular guests if you will were coming into the park yeah. but from what i've seen on people's socials meet socials <laughs> social medias is that people were still getting berated for having to wear their mask to go into the parks for the magic kingdom and animal kingdom previews and that people were taking their masks off to take pictures and cast members are like sorry can you put your mask back on and they were like no i want to take a picture and the customer was like i'm sorry but you have to put your mask back on like you just can't take it off like that's not how it works oh, and now. then people asking cast members oh if i buy a starbucks and walk around with my starbucks all day can i keep my mask off and they're like no if you have a drink you can take your mask off to take your drink and then put your mask back on if you're going to continue walking around with your drink but if you're going if like if you're gonna have a coffee in your hand, that doesn't give you unlimited access to just remove your mask. If you need to remove your mask to sit and drink, you can sit on a designated table or you can go to a rest area. And they're like, that's absolutely ridiculous. How do you expect me to do that? And it's just like, what? And then there's Disney people on Instagram who are like, please don't post pictures of yourself with your mask off in the park. It will just encourage people to do the same, especially as majority of the people currently in the park are cast members because obviously they could bring their friends and family as well. But like people are aware that right now it's just cast members. And if people see cast members posting pictures of themselves on Instagram, not wearing masks, then the guests who are already like, I don't want to wear a mask are going to be like, well, when your cast members were here, they didn't have to wear masks. So why should I have to wear a mask and I just just do what you're goddamn told. Like, if just you want to enter private property, wear a
0: mask. Property, just
1: do it. Like, okay, Florida's really hot. So go to a rest station if you need to. Like, or if you can't wear one, then don't go. Like, that's just the end of the situation. Stop berating people for wearing masks. Stop sending people hateful messages on Instagram because they are wearing masks. And if a cast member tells you to put your mask back on, put your mask back on. Like, just do it. There's just, and it's, I'm already sick of it, and it's not even started yet.
0: <laughs> I just, I don't know what is wrong with people.
1: Yeah. Anywho, some nice little things that came from that, anyway, is how Walt Disney World have dealt with the whole social distancing and the coronavirus stuff. So they've social distancing markers everywhere, like everywhere. <laughs> if there's somewhere where you have to maybe possibly queue, there is a marker there for it. They have put plexiglass screens in between the bollards in queues so that you're not breathing on the people that are on the other queue when you when you have like switchbacks and that sort of stuff and i'm like yeah. wow that's actually pretty damn good well done disney mm. <laughs> um then so that was the the pictures we saw for that were specifically from seven dwarfs mine train but i assume that any indoor switchback queue also has that then yeah. there was people saying for Splash Mountain that the ride was being sanitized basically nearly after every single use, which is fantastic.
0: Yeah, and it was only one family per log.
1: Yeah, and then also uh, someone was on the monorail and they said that they're only allowing two parties per like section of monorail. Okay. And I'm like, wow, okay. So like they are taking it pretty seriously, but this just means that there's going to be heavy delays on absolutely everything when yeah. it's access to general public again and all I have to say is I feel really like I feel so much empathy for the cast members who have to work right now because yeah. I know most of them are probably absolutely delighted to be able to come back to work even even with the 10,000 plus cases that are coming out of Orlando and Florida every single day like I'm sure a lot of them are still pretty happy I showed Sinead earlier on the week that Disney released a video on their Instagram and their socials of cast members returning to work. And I just said to Sinead, I was like, it's pure Disney propaganda, but I was
0: still like, oh, Disney. (laughs) Yeah, it was, it was, it was intense. It was, I'm so happy and I feel so safe going back to work.
1: Yeah. It was, it it was was intense. I'm finally back home. And it's like, no offense, but Disney's only been closed for like two months. (laughs) Yeah, like, Oh, and yeah. it was all their supervisors being like, hey, Rose, nice to see you. And sup, Jenny, glad to see you're back. I like, we use names yeah. here at Disney. We know you all.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. I was like, oh, Disney, sometimes you just give me the shivers. Uh, yeah. But yeah, so it's like what Disney have implemented, I think is great. It's just a guest reaction that they'll probably have issues with. But... They had the character cavalcades. They had the characters on the little barges. Chippendale had their own little boat they were tooting around on. Cute. Uh, as Sinead Shana- said, Merida was on Angus. And then Gaston was also on, who I assume was supposed to be Philippe or his own horse. He was trotting around Magic Kingdom as well. Yeah. They had the Winnie the Pooh gang on one of the little trolley cars. Like they're really doing all they can. Mm. So you can't really blame them it really is just up to the guests to just cop on and do what they're supposed to be doing.
0: Yeah, absolutely. One thing that I wanted to kind of, I suppose, mention, so I mentioned about the ridiculous cues to get into the rare patch. I find it so bizarre that Disney have, like, come out and said, yes, Splash Mountain is problematic. Splash Mountain is based off a problematic movie. But here you are, you're just gonna have it for another little while, and it's something that I've seen so many different like podcasts and stuff talk about' being like are 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 they going to reopen Splash Mountain now that they've i suppose kind of admitted how problematic it is like are are they are they really gonna do this and it seems like they are, <laughs> and they're just letting everybody buy up all the Splash mountain merch so they can go back and sell it on eBay,
1: yeah, I think. It's kind of interesting, like because they. I also feel like there would have been backlash if they have hadn't opened it. Not that I yeah. agree with it, just that they announced while the sh- while the park was closed that they were going to retheme, maybe in like a year or two years time, because like there's absolutely no date for it whatsoever. And so if they'd announced while the park was closed that they were going to retheme it, i.e. it was never going to open again. I imagine guests would have gone crazy to be been like, you can't close a ride forever when I haven't been able to go on it for the last time. Yeah. So the only thing that comes to mind is those people that we've spoken about previously who grew up with Splash Mountain. And from their only view of Splash Mountain is that was like the first ride I went on when I was six. Yeah. Or I remember going on that on my only trip to Walt Disney World with my family or like those kind of people that like, okay, maybe they want to ride it one last time. But yes, I do completely understand where everyone's coming from with Disney being like, "Hey, we no longer agree with the theming behind this ride, but if here we're going go. just." There you go. <laughs> yeah, I do get it.
0: <laughs> it's just, it just seems a little, a little bananas.
1: I also just sorry, just, I find it interesting that cast members on Splash Mountain wear visors and not masks because obviously they get wet. So they're led oh, with yeah, their okay. visors. Yeah. I also think cast members might have a choice because there was a cast member at the front of Peter Pan's flight wearing a visor, not a mask.
0: Were they wearing glasses?
1: I don't know. The picture
0: was too far away. Oh, okay. I, know, I think if I, Sorry, go on. Because I know my mom initially, because she wears glasses, when she was wearing a mask, it was completely fogging them up. Um, mm. However, the visor that she ended up with was so horrifically uncomfortable that she's kind of like, I can deal with the fog. That's fine.
1: Has she put Kleenex underneath the top of her mask? Underneath it? I don't know. If you put Kleenex tissues underneath the top of your mask and then put your glasses over your mask, when you breathe, the condensation goes into the tissue. And so then it doesn't go in up into your glasses.
0: Oh, tips with KB.
1: FYI, for any of you eyes out there. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say if I was working in Florida heat and I had the option, I think I'd ask to wear a visor as well. Yeah. Just from a heat perspective because you'd get a lot more airflow into your entire face. And just from wearing a mask and work myself, like it gets really sweaty really quick when I'm like running around yeah. doing stuff, so I can't imagine what it's like standing and having to talk to a lot of people all day as a cast member kind of thing. Like as a guest, you're just walking around. As a cast member you have to talk to so many people all day. And I'm just like, oh yeah. can't I can't even imagine it.
0: Oh, there it is. <laughs> so yeah, that's everything from Florida as of now. Um we'll have a bit more of a chat about it next week, obviously once things start to reopen. And hopefully we'll have a special guest come to join us to have a chat about that as well.
1: We'll have to record on Tuesday, so <laughs> yes so moving on from park news then we just have a tiny bit of shop disney or disney store news so ages ago it feels like shop disney released that they were going to be making face masks in disney styles but only in america and obviously european disney fans went nuts and they were like for god's sake just sell them in europe like why you gotta be why you gotta be like that and it was either today or yesterday i think it was today shop disney uk and ice and shop disney f4 and must be dior as well all said that they were putting pre-orders up for packs of four for 20 pounds well on shop disney uk so you can get four masks for 20 pounds and they come in small medium large and extra large and there's something else i was gonna say oh yeah they're pre-ordered but the shipping date isn't until the 31st of august
0: yeah so that's mildly
1: two months away basically oopsie uh so yeah i know that there's been a lot of comments from people being like oh my friend got some in america and they said the sizing is really off and they're too small and they hurt their face and they're too tight so when you go onto the website it explicitly says new european sizing. So I guess they've changed it. So on the Disney Store page, on Shop Disney, so you've got your options of small, medium, large XL. And then it has a size chart, which helps advise you which size to pick. And knowing Shop Disney, I was like, oh, if I go into the size chart, it's going to be like a regular one. But it's not, it's for the masks. So there's measurement A, which is one part of your face, and measurement B, which is another part of your face. And depending on how big that part of your face is, they tell you which size to go for. So then you go to this handy little button here that says how to measure. So your measurement A is measuring from the bridge of the nose to the bottom of the chin. That's measurement A. Yeah, that's the one. We're doing this at the same
0: time, FYI, just for visuals.
1: (laughs) And then measurement B is from the front of your ear to the tip
0: of your nose.
1: And then when you have those two measurements in centimeters, that gives you what size mask you need to order from Shop Disney.
0: And there you have it.
1: So the biggest measurement they have is 17 to 19 centimetres. Measurement B, which one's that? So this one. So from your ear to your nose, if you're 19 centimetres wide, you should get extra large.
0: I kind of wish I'd like measured my
1: face. Measured your face, yeah. I find it quite interesting. I assume small fits children. And I would imagine most adults probably need large because a lot of people on... Instagram were like I bought medium as like a thin lady and it was too tight on my face and I'm like well it's not really got anything to do with your weight love <laughs> your your face could still be long oh, like <laughs> I'm like it has absolutely zero <laughs> to do with your weight Honestly. with how long your chin is you dumbass anywho <laughs> so yeah they've they've absolutely tons of designs up there oh, God. they have a Star Wars pack There's like a classic Mickey Mouse pack. There's the actual face ones. So it's like Winnie the Pooh's face, Stitch's face, Mickey Mouse's face. They look weird when they're on people, though. Then there's also a Marvel pack, a Pixar pack, a princess pack, and that's it. But yeah, to be honest, I mean, the only bad thing about them I'm kind of like is that they don't get dispatched until the 31st of August. But just out of interest... The masks. So do you know when you go on to shop Disney and it's like so many people have looked at this in the past 24 hours. I was looking Mm -hmm. at the Star Wars ones and 25,000 people have looked at those in the past 24 hours. Oh wow. 25,000. That's crazy. That's just a bad product.
0: I just clicked into the face ones and it's saying that 18,921 people have viewed them in the last 24 hours. Maybe the Star Wars ones are the faves. Oh wow.
1: Isn't that crazy?
0: madness What's so yeah
1: that's just that about the elf face mascaroonies
0: yeah and then just to chat about some other disney merch so the sketchbook ornaments for 2020 we've got to kind of see the initial few that they've announced and honestly they're real pretty
1: yeah i'm very excited i texted Adam and was like hey i know we don't want to go into this like really i don't want to go into the disney store in town because i just it feels like it's going to be too tight, but I'm also yeah. like, if I'm going to buy these decorations, I'm not ordering them online.
0: <laughs> oh, no, absolutely not. Because like, you want to make sure that it's not a dodgy one.
1: Yeah, like we both worked in the store long enough to know that some of the ornaments that come through are hella dodge with paints. <laughs> yeah,
0: so yeah. you got to make sure you, it, it's like those little princess figurines that you can get in DLP. Like you have to you have to look and make sure you get one with a good face. Absolutely. So I Plus think, I mean Oh sorry, go on. It's gonna be yours first Christmas in your new house. So no, you gotta right? get some and they always have the little year on them, so I mean you have to get some.
1: Aww, you know what? You've just sold it. So obviously I'm gonna get the Rapunzel one because I buy every single Rapunzel decoration they ever make. And it's, cute. it's really cute. It's very nice.
0: That Moana one though?
1: Yeah, I feel like
0: they used the last Moana one was very similar, but I think this one's better i think i got last year's moana one and i think it was just her with her arms she didn't have the headdress on she certainly didn't have the swirl it was just those like standard like hanging princess ones
1: then there's the tiana one
0: i want the tiana one the tiana one's so pretty
1: i have a question so in princess and the frog is the shop is the restaurant she wants to call wants to open not called tiana's place not tiana's palace
0: yeah i don't know (laughs)
1: Because this ornament says Tiana's palace. (laughs) And I know that in the movie, there's that thing where, like, the first bit of the movie says Tiana's place and the second bit says Tiana's palace.
0: But I'm like... Maybe it's because she becomes a princess at the end. Yeah, is that what it means?
1: Because, like, she has her royal gloves on. So I assume that's... But I'm like you're really like not dehumanizing yeah. her that's not what i'm looking for but like the whole thing of her movie is that she wants to open a restaurant not that she wants to find a prince and now you've made yeah, an ornament of her being like tiana's palace because she's a princess and it's like no man she wants to be a female business owner and run her own restaurant called tiana's place and you ruined
0: yeah. it you. yeah um, and <laughs> can i just say the bell one is real shit
1: yeah, it's a bit crap, isn't it?
0: I feel like all of the princess ones are really cool. Like, I love the Merida one with the Will-O-The-Wisps. Absolutely want that. Yeah. The Mulan mm-hmm. one with her justice Ping is amazing. I feel like all the princess ones are really cool and really detailed. And then Belle is just real shit.
1: Like, what, like, that little thing, the arch they've got, Like it's not even special. It's not even something you've ever even seen in the movie before. It's crap. Bizarre. There's also loads of princesses missing, so I assume wave two and probably wave three are gonna have them as well i'm yeah. also highly enjoying highly enjoying the wally and eve one because Definitely. they have had the same wally and eve decoration for about five years now and yeah. it's been them with the little fire extinguisher which is a cute mm-hmm. ornament but i'm mm-hmm. so glad they've got one with wally holding a little christmas tree little santa hat on isn't that so cute <laughs>
0: i'm so obsessed with this so me and breff have our own christmas tree in my house and last year we bought some of the shop disney ornaments so we each picked out one and then i think they, i think it was when they were doing the three for two so we each picked a personal one that we wanted i picked the gargoyle thing from haunted mansion because obviously i think what did breffney pick i think breff picked baymax who also has the string of lights so oh, Wally yeah. Evil kind of match Baymax, cute, um, which I'm happy about. And then I think we got the Donald and Daisy sitting in Dumbo because that was just real cute. Um, but I thoroughly enjoy the absolute absurdity of this with Wally with the little hat on and everything. It's just too
1: cute. Yeah, I'm like, what are we in July? So it's actually slightly early for a first wave of sketchbook ornaments. You yeah. don't get them till August. But I mean, they've nothing to lose releasing them early, do they? Like. They're no longer running any of the mini Mouse main attraction releases or any limited edition releases inside the store. So they've already knocked down their own foot traffic for those kind of yeah. things. Because I know for a fact that a lot of people would come in for those kind of releases and then also get ornaments. Because mm-hmm. why like, the hell wouldn't you? So yeah. yeah. And also, FYI, for anyone who wants sketchbook ornaments from the Disney store everyone knows they go on offer at some stage but if there's one you really really like just buy it because it will sell out before september just putting that out there
0: (laughs) yeah can i also call it the fact that they finally changed the mary poppins one
1: uh yeah, what was in my bottom before? Just her with her umbrella. Her with her
0: umbrella in the bag, yeah. Which was always always sold really well. But this year it's actually marion Burst and it's a little step in time one and it's Yeah, and she's cute. in a
1: she's in a different outfit as well. She in a little red mm. number. I do like that Very one as well. Big fan. See, my only worry now is these are all really hefty. Are they all gonna be 22 euro? Yes they are.
0: Probably, yeah.
1: Because <laughs> like I remember when I started working in the store, a regular princess ornament was like 14 euro or something and then every year they added an extra euro (laughs) and then they started making these big hecka chunky ones and they were like 24 euro please and i'm like sure here's my money
0: (laughs) but the thing is the thing with the big chunky ornaments and don't get me wrong i have feckin' loads of them but i leave them out year-round because none of mine with the exception of a few of mine that are Christmassy, most of mine are not Christmassy. They're just ornaments, mm-hmm. so I yeah. leave them out as just little statues. Um, but a lot of them, like I would be a real Christmas tree kind of gal, like hardcore. However, the tree that me and Breff use in the front room is a fake tree. But like, you can't put those big hefty ornaments on a real tree. No, they just fall they're, off. Just, they're just gonna fall and die. So just to bear that in mind
1: yeah when we put them so we get a real tree and when we put them on we have to specifically pick the really chunky branches and sometimes clump a couple of branches together and then shove it all the way down the branch so it's got as much support as it can like it 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 works it's not ideal but it works but just fyi they are very very heavy
0: (laughs) but if you want to do what i do and just keep them out year round they are just very cute just Little ornaments, and you can just clip off the little string thing. Oh
1: yeah, absolutely. They really do work. Yeah. Yeah, Finn, that that's it for the I Disney merchandise. Oh, is yeah. that all the news? I think it is.
0: Yeah, yeah we're done. Exciting times. <laughs> so we'll we'll level with you, lads. We hadn't a feckin' breeze what to record this week. No, because we finished our series, and then I was like, oh, we're done that now. Yeah. so we didn't know what to do we're hopefully gonna have a guest on next week but what we figured we would probably do is we've been shiting on about the fact that frozen 2 and hamilton were coming to disney plus and it was as Kate has now dubbed it, Jonathan Graf Day on Friday. Yes, Groff Day. <laughs> <laughs> we figured why wouldn't we'd have a chat about Hamilton? We've both watched it several times. We'd have a chat about Frozen Two, although I actually haven't rewatched Frozen Two. However, we have both watched the little docu series that they created called Into the Unknown: The Making of Frozen Two. Mm-hmm. So we thought we'd have a chat about those And then maybe just some general recommendations Of what we've enjoyed on Disney Plus of late Yes,
1: yeah, indeed Ooh. So Let's start where it all happened With Hamilton What an absolute Delight
0: oh, <laughs> It's it's so good
1: Like I, I just don't know how to comprehend How fantastic the entire Show is, like it's weird talking about it because this is i'm not marveling disney this was no work to do with disney no, it no. wasn't it wasn't shot with disney um thomas uh what's his name thomas Klein oh no thomas kale i was close so kale who directed the show and also directed the recording nothing to do with disney it was all done before disney even owned it yeah but like just it's fantastic the show is fantastic the music's fantastic the actors are amazing the characters are fantastic the staging is amazing the moving stage is like phenomenal they only use like, like 10 props throughout the entire film like they use the ensemble in order to like move the scenes because the stage doesn't move like it's just everything about it is fantastic
0: yeah it's just because i I've obviously heard everybody talk about Hamilton and all the kind of hyper in that. I'm one of these people that, like, I love musical theatres. Like, if I enjoy musical theatre show, like, I hardcore love a musical theatre show. However, I struggle sometimes listening to just the soundtrack of things without actually seeing it. Uh-huh, and yeah. I will hold my hands up. I am not above watching a bootleg on YouTube. I did it with Heathers. I've done it with Mean Girls. I- I'm not above it. However, I could never find a decent Hamilton one. and For reasons. For reasons, yeah. <laughs> um, so I kind of struggled to connect with it. I tried listening to it. I've done the same with the Beetlejuice musical. Again, massive Beetlejuice fan. And I've zero doubt that I would absolutely adore the musical. But I just, I can't make that connection without kind of visually seeing it. So I've kind of been like, okay, I'm not vibing with Hamilton. I'll put it in a box. I'll see it at some stage and we'll all be g so me and breff watched it on saturday and it's just it's just absolutely amazing like the sheer talent and ingenuity that's involved in that show like everything about it is just it's so simple in a lot of ways like there's yeah. not 10 million costume changes there's not there's quite a lot of ensemble cast but the main character is most of them double up so mm-hmm. there's not like this massive like realm of main characters where you've 10,000 different faces to remember you're that person, you're this person and all that kind of stuff. And like, as you said, the stage itself is, is pretty bare. It's, it's pretty barren. There's kind of an upper level to it that they use occasionally. And there's the moving turntable, which again, they use sparingly. But when they do use it, because it's sparing, it's so effective. Yeah, and it just it just completely completely blew away all of my expectations to the point that we watched it on saturday and then sunday i was like i feel like i need to watch this again and i did and it was just as good the second time around it was actually probably better the second time around because i i wasn't just like because it's 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 kind of like the start of hamilton is kind of like when you get launched in hyperspace mountain it's a lot Mm-hmm, yeah. it's a lot to take at first and there's so many different things and you're like oh my god but then when you watch it the second time you're like okay yeah I know, I know where I'm at with this I, I get this now I can pay attention to the little details the nuances I like it
1: yeah and one of the most like one of just one of the most special things about why the original Broadway cast is so good is the majority of a cast were there for when it was off-Broadway and when it moved to Broadway. So, obviously, Lin-Manuel Miranda, Christopher Jackson, who plays George Washington, and then David Diggs, who is just phenomenal, who plays Lafayette and Thomas Jefferson. They were with the cast from the workshop up until the Broadway debut. Then every other cast member, apart from Jonathan Groff, was with them from off-Broadway to Broadway. Like the cast is so entwined with each other it's they've they all feel the vibe like it's just it's so good like there's so many hidden meanings behind things there's so many car like choreographed bits of it that like you could watch it like five to six times and still not catch everything it's just mm-hmm. so cleverly done and like obviously linda manuel randa did a fantastic job writing the songs and all that sort of stuff but the choreography and the direction and the production value the lighting like the echoing effects the techno changes with some of the cast's voices everything about it is just so amazing and to be fair it does tell a really good story like yes it's american propaganda and yes a lot of these men were racist slave owners but you know Mm -hmm. you just gotta vibe with it (laughs) like you can enjoy hamilton but disagree with every single founding father (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah no
0: absolutely i think lynn would be the first person to hold his hands up and say that
1: oh absolutely but then there's also just some stuff in the musical as well like that lynn manuel miranda wrote into the musical from reading alexander hamilton's letters like there's stuff like there's the bit to do with um angelica schuyler where she says about the letter she's like you put a comma after dearest instead of angelica like did you mean something by that like lin-manuel miranda only put that in the musical because when he was reading the letters he noticed in one of them hamilton put the comma after dearest instead of angelica which completely changed the meaning of what he was writing and like that's something so small but it's so important in telling the story and like really it's it's all about eliza like (laughs) Eliza Poor the main bay in this in this story, like bless her heart. What a woman. What um, what a woman. Philippa Sue does a fantastic job. Yeah. She is phenomenal. They're all phenomenal, but like Philippa Sue is amazing. Like, to be honest, the worst actor in Hamilton is Lynn Mamma Miranda. He's not a great actor.
0: <laughs> He's just lin <letting> Mamma Miranda. <laughs> yeah, do you know what I
1: mean? And like Hamilton also isn't a very difficult part to play. He sort yeah. of just flows with the story because it's his story. Whereas everyone else has to be like, I'm this and I fight for this and I believe in this. And he's just kind
0: of like, yeah, I'm Hamilton. (laughs) Yeah, I was listening to, so we've mentioned before our favourite true crime podcast called True Crime Obsessed. And Gillian, one of the hosts from that, actually does a Hamilton podcast called The Hamilcast, which I hadn't listened to because I hadn't been in the Hamilton sphere, shall we call it, but I started listening to you. So she has some interviews with Lynn from a good few years ago and where he basically kind of said, he was like, I always wanted to be in musical theater. He was like, there was nothing I wanted more than to be in musical theater, but there are no parts for people like me. He was like, mm-hmm. I can't really dance. I can't really sing. <laughs> and he was like, so there, he was like, there were no parts for me. I had no chance of getting into a musical of any of the traditional ones. So he was like, so I wrote a musical that I could be in. He was like, I wrote my new favourite musical. I wrote one that would be perfect for people like me that might not be the best singers, but that want to be musical theatre. He was like, so I just did it myself. And I was like, fair days, Lynn. Good man.
1: Yeah, no, it's just, it's so good. And for anyone who's like confused by it, one, if you're watching for the first time, I highly suggest putting the subtitles on. Also learned with Disney Plus, Disney Plus have so many options in which to change the way your closed captions come up so like you can change how big it is you can change what font it uses you can change the background color of your uh there you go of the closed captions because i was watch. i just watched it for the third time and i put the closed captions up so i've listened to the soundtrack before i got to watch it on disney plus but just there today i watched it with the closed captions and the option it gave me was like the faded gray background and because you're watching on a stage a lot of the bottom of the stage is dark and i was actually having trouble reading them and i was like oh this is annoying so i changed it to blue and so nothing in hamilton is blue (laughs) so i was like wow this is great and like here massive props to disney plus for having such like uh
0: yeah
1: what's the word i'm looking for accessible
0: or being so accessible no Mm. do you know when
1: you can change things to whatever you like variations yes customization yeah because yeah customization that's what i was there looking we go for. thanks i like, feel like prop- i'm just
0: your thesaurus <laughs> i feel <laughs> like that is my role on this podcast <laughs>
1: Ma- like massive props to disney plus for having such customization on your closed captioning i thought it was very good um so yeah i have a couple of uh hamel film uh facts if you'd like to hear them
0: go for it. you know i love a fun fact
1: so in the u.s app downloads for Disney Plus went up by 74% over Holy July's 4th weekend. Yep.
0: Holy <laughs> shit. Oh, no, I wonder how much of that was Hamilton and how much of that was Frozen. To be honest... Oh, no, but they already pro- had Frozen.
1: Never mind. Yeah, so it was just Hamilton. I was thinking the same thing, yeah, because I was like... So there's, I don't have any stats for Europe because, you know, who gives a fuck about the EU? But mm. for the US, it was up by 74%. Um, then I, I know you said yourself, That if you avail, so you can no longer get a free trial for Disney Plus. It's not a thing anymore. Ever since Hamilton came out, and if you got a free trial on July third, you you don't have access to watch Hamilton. (laughs) You have to be on a paid subscription account. Which you got, know what? I I'm like fine. Just do it. Like it's seven ninety nine a month. Pay for one month if you really don't want anything else on Hamilton. A ticket to Hamilton costs over two
0: hundred dollars. Minimal. Plus in fairness, Hamilton cost Disney seventy five million dollars. Yeah, they've gotta make their money back, like. <laughs> so I ain't surprised.
1: Then there's also just one little thing which I noticed, but I wasn't sure if I'd noticed like if I'd made it up in my head. But at the very beginning when there's the Disney Castle yeah. and there's the fireworks above the castle, so the fireworks hit the beat of the music, which they don't usually in disney films and that was was, specifically kale's idea which i'm just like oh
0: director from start to finish what a guy i was listening to so again to reference hamilcast podcast so lynn has done new episodes with jillian all about the hamilton movie and all that kind of stuff and they said to him they were like what do you want to do with the castle entrance and he was like what do you mean and they were like (laughs) You can can put the movie over the castle. Do you you want to just pick a song or whatever? And he was like, I get to put my music over the castle. (laughs) Because obviously, like, he wouldn't have had that same, I suppose, kind of level of control to do with Moana because all he did was write the music for Moana. So it wouldn't have been quite the same thing. So he was just like, oh my God.
1: (laughs) Yeah, but it really, like, for people who were hardcore Hamilton fans, I know they went crazy because they initially knew the music and it just it's so seamless the way it goes boom 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 it's so good it just yeah. really sets you in but then also Lin-Manuel Miranda has written another musical called In the Heights mm-hmm. and in that musical there's a specific lyric in one of the songs that says we love the fireworks look at the fireworks and so when Lin-Manuel Miranda tweeted about the fireworks everybody just added him and went we love the fireworks look at the fireworks Cute. <laughs> So it was, it was a very, it was a very wholesome musical moment, I believe. Uh, So yeah, that was, that was what I had. It, um, basically app downloads went through the roof. Just crazy. I also have to give it up to Disney plus for not absolutely shitting the bed when this all went live. So Hamilton went live at 3am in the US and it was seamless. Everything was fine.
0: People could just watch it. Good job. Well done. Yeah, I know. Right. <laughs> I'm curious, what's your favourite song or songs? I have so many favourite
1: songs. I love The Skylar Sisters. I love Wait For It. Really just, oh. I love Wait For It with mm-hmm. so Aaron Burr's song. Um, the Tendulal Commandments, I really like because it really very hits very good. And what I've seen people say on TikTok and Instagram and Twitter is that the Tendulal Commandments and the house of holbein which is a song from six they are literally parallels of each other within a song Uh-oh. and i'm like wow yeah that's so true so if any of you have ever listened to six and house of holbein and then that the ten jewel commandments make that opinion for yourself um but yeah the one thing i have to say about hamilton which i think stands to it really well is that what i hate in musicals are ballads because i initially switch off i'm like i'm now bored i don't care anymore. Like, I like musicals because they're interesting. There's a lot going on. And when you stick a ballad in the middle of a musical, that's one person singing by themselves with nothing else happening. And I'm initially bored and I don't care anymore. And I'm like, when's the next choreographed number? But with Hamilton, that never happens. Like, yes, there are singular songs and yes, there are somewhat ballady type songs, but there's always stuff happening. And the lyrics behind the songs are also so important to the musical that I never switched off. And I was always interested. Yeah. So if a musical can do that, then I don't see why everybody shouldn't have accessibility to be able to understand what's going on.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. What about you? What songs do you like? I'm, I'm a little bit ses- obsessed with Satisfied and that kind of like yeah. Satisfied, Hopeless mm-hmm. remix. Yeah, oh, yeah. So beautiful. So obsessed with Angelica's voice. Um, I also just love all of the Thomas Jefferson songs. So like, What Did I Miss is Kraken.
1: What Did I Miss is so good. It's like, hey, I was in France literally smoking weed with a bunch of ladies. I came back to this new, like, founded America. And, oh, you want me to be Secretary of State? Yeah, sure, let's
0: roll. I just, (laughs) I I love that whole sequence. And then I also love Room Where It Happened. I just think that's great.
1: Oh, yeah, Room Where It Happened is very good as well. Also, there's the song I... I actually don't know what song's called. It's when Aaron Burr is talking to Hamilton, and he's like, "Why do you write well, like you're running out of time?" Mm. Do you know what that could be the name of the song? I'm actually not really sure. But like the way the circle, the way the moving stage is used in that particular thing, it just yeah. every choreograph hits every single beat in the song, and it's just so amazing. And like like you said, the show's so simple but so technically advanced that the fact that they've made it look so simple is just. Yeah, like
0: there's not a lot of big set pieces there's not a lot of big costume change there's not a lot of big things but there's a lot a lot of little things there are so many tiny nuances that yeah. you, you don't just get distracted by oh here's this big giant thing that's just come in or oh that person's now wearing this big massive costume do you know what I mean there's none of yeah, that no. it's simple but it's heavily heavily nuanced we'll yeah
1: and it. like the costume changes are so subtle and the meaning behind bullet girl is so subtle and the only piece of the stage that fully moves is at the end of act one and it's just there's only like 10 props and everything's just great also so jonathan groff is just in a league of his
0: own <laughs>
1: <laughs> but he's just
0: like drooling what he's singing.
1: yeah i don't know if you've seen any of the tiktoks but it's like me going to see hamilton with jonathan groff as george III and the third and like the front row and it's like pov of this and it's like someone coming in and they've got this massive raincoat on and they sit down they put their hood up and then they get their umbrella out, <laughs> and they put their umbrella up and they're like ready to go <laughs> oh so good but yeah a,
0: oh sorry go on. i was just gonna say i have a feeling i know what you're going to say, but Mark said a five. Oh, five! Absolutely, like yeah, same. you can't fault that the movie. Same.
1: Like I understand that people might find it a bit difficult to understand the rapping. Like there's a lot of Thomas, Thomas Jefferson raps so quickly that there's no way you're going to understand what he's saying unless you're watching the subtitles. Same with
0: Hercules Mulligan at the start of it. Like he's real difficult yeah. to understand at the start.
1: Yeah, and there's actually some bits where I thought they were saying different things until I put the subtitles on. And I was like, so what I what lyric I had made sense But the lyric they had I was like, that makes way more sense
0: <laughs> That just reminds me of I remember when Carrie Hope Fletcher Was still doing Veronica Sawyer and Heathers And people would send her What they thought the lyrics were Oh and yeah, she thought was very thought, funny as well <laughs> Somebody thought that That lyric in Dead Girl Walking Where she was like, spend the night getting freaky Someone thought it was spend the night getting free cake <laughs> <laughs> it was my favourite movie! <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love Miss lyrics,
1: it's my favourite. So yeah, absolutely fantastic. Um, it's race-blind casting. The villain is white and one of the only white actors in the entire thing. It's just fantastic. The villain's also one of the main sources of comic relief, which is really interesting too. It's just mm-hmm. Spot on. If you haven't watched it, you should watch it.
0: Best two hours and forty minutes of your life.
1: oh Oh, one hundred percent. And then is. when you watch it another time, <laughs> it just—I just just, just—I just think it gets better with age.
0: I agree. I agree.
1: So yeah that's how you. Yeah.
0: <laughs> do you wanna? Do we need to talk about Frozen Two? I mean, we spoke about Frozen Two when it came out. Is there no. anything you want to add about Frozen 2 specifically? No, not really. Just that it was still really good. <laughs> cool. So Disney decided to create a mini docu series called Into the Unknown, The Making of Frozen 2. And you mainly follow the two directors, Jen and Chris. I feel like we're, I feel like we're best pals now after watching hey, it. It's weird, right? <laughs> Actually, like, Jen is just, like, ultimate, like, role model goals. Like, she just... She just seems fab. I'm sure she's probably not all sunshine and rainbows all the time and hashtag Disney propaganda. Although, can um, we please collate the fact that at no stage did we have good old Bobber Diger poking his head in. Not once Not once did we see him in this entire fucking series. No, no. I was very shocked.
1: But yeah, she definitely gives off the vibes of like, there is sometimes... That I'm like, she kind of scared me. Not in a like bad way, but in like, she knows what she wants and that's what she's going to get kind of thing.
0: Is it like how I used to scare you?
1: Yeah, kind <laughs> of, yeah. <sighs> yeah. But like, I just really admire, just before we talk, just before we go into it, because we're going to go into yeah. it. But I just really admire how the animators are able to go in for dailies and show their work and the directors turn around and be like, this isn't really what I wanted. Could we try for this maybe? And the animators just turn around. They're like, yeah, absolutely. No problems. I'll go back and change it. Or like, yeah. yeah, that's a really good point. I'll go do that. I'm just like, I could never. <laughs>
0: yeah. I just... So is it five or six episodes? Six episodes? I think six episodes. Yeah. So it's six episodes and it starts from a year out. And it goes through everything. Every stage. Yeah, and like don't get me wrong like I obviously I'm a massive fan of animation absolutely love it I love everything about Disney movies and like obviously you know that it's very technologically advanced it's very highly skilled work to be able to create a Disney movie but fucking hell animation is just like mind-blowing
1: it's so crazy like again obviously we as very basic Disney fans in the terms of like, we understand that there's definitely more than one layer of animation to a movie. But I didn't know there was that many layers of animation to a movie. Honestly. Like, you basically start with your storyboard and then it's basically from the point of like hand drawing a character to the end product, it goes through like seven different departments just for the animation, not even for the sound, just the animation.
0: But it's it's even the fact of like, I assumed... I assumed that, like, the voice actors went in and did, like, say, one week they go and they record all the songs, and then one week they go and they record all the, like, the actual, like, talking bits. I just assumed that was all, like, one done, you do it all the one time. No. And again, that's just me being naive. Like, I fully didn't realise how often people had to kind I of mean, poke in so they could change things. Like, it's just, it's mind-blowing.
1: Mm-hmm. I just, like, I don't know how much we want to talk about in terms of, like, giving away stuff. But, because I do think everyone should go watch it and everyone should fully understand how much work went into that movie because it's insane. But, like, it's so interesting. Like, they had their first screening not to staff. Like only like six or eight months before they were supposed to release the movie and they changed literally 25 percent of the movie because it didn't hit right and one of my favorite scenes in the movie wasn't even in that one they had to redo it and come up with this scene for the end movie and i was like i can't imagine frozen 2 without having that scene because it just hits so well
0: yeah and it's just like And then you kind of, see you see the like director and the producer's kind of side of it, but then you also, you get like this little moment from this female animator and she's like, yeah, so I came in and I had a post-it note on my desk and all of these things that I've been working on for like the past three, four months, they're just gone. They're just not in the movie now. So I've been given something else to start working on now. And I'm like, that must be so soil destroying. Like you would get, you would obviously get used to it. Like I imagine shit like that happens all the time in animation. Mm -hmm. But like, can you imagine just being like, I've spent months creating this and now in a split second, it's just gone.
1: Yeah. I think the one thing that really helps you remember, and to be honest, I do think the directors and the producers and stuff are very supportive like I know it comes across like that in the in the show because obviously it's being filmed by Disney for Disney by Disney but I do still get that vibe of like the directors and the producers are really there for their staff (laughs) and like if stuff happens they will genuinely happily help you and I think it's really a case of if you come in and your scenes have been cut that like they haven't been cut because what you did was bad They've mm. been cut because that part of the story didn't work in the movie, yeah. And like that's got nothing to do with how well you animated those scenes, kind of thing.
0: Yeah. I also I think it's so interesting. Hey, because like again, and this is all just stupidity on my part. Oh, <laughs> naivety is probably a yeah, not stupid. Saying just, it for myself, but like you was just, just like wasn't aware. Yeah. Um. But it's interesting. So like obviously, so in this in Frozen Two in particular, the director Jen wrote. The story side of things, but it's so interesting seeing. So, like, they show this scene where Olaf becomes—I was going to call him Papa Smurf. It's not at all. It's <laughs> but like Poppy? the elder, <laughs> the elder gnome. <laughs> no, no, he called? he's called Poppy <laughs> when he becomes <laughs> Poppy. And you see that being animated, and he's presenting that to Jen and Chris, and they've never seen it before. So it's kind of like she just writes the story, and then it's up to these individual animators and there's like 70 of them to look at that story and then create that in their head and it's just when he's showing her she's like how on earth did you even come up Mm -hmm. with that and like they were breaking down the various elements of Olaf that became Poppy and it's just yeah it's just it's it's nice seeing that each of whilst there are so many people working on it each of them have their individual influence that they get to directly have on it because whilst the director will write the story they kind of then have to each individually interpret that and then create the visuals off the back of it
1: yeah it's just it's crazy like we understand how much work goes into an animated film but like by watching this you really understand how much work goes into making an animated film and it actually got to the point of i was really annoyed at the end of the movie so at the end of the movie they show um Adina Kristen Bell Jonathan Groff and Josh Gad doing all like the press junkies and all that sort of stuff and I'm like they did fucking nothing I'm like why did they get to go out and tell the world about this movie I'm like all they did was loan their voices to these amazing characters I'm like how dare they the fact that they are allowed and go out to talk about this movie that they really had nothing to do with like I know it's i obviously that's exactly how every single movie works and i'm pretty sure that none of the animators would want to go do that because that's not the kind of people they are but it just i was like i wish they do these kind of docuseries for like every animated movie because i want to know about all the people i want about about the people who came up with the Atahalla um the Atahalan, um scene and i want to know the people that figured out that this was the best way to portray this story and i want to know all those people because they're the bits of the movie that i loved like yes the yeah. actors loan their voices which make the characters come alive because without voices they'd be nothing but i'm like all of these other bits have nothing to do with them
0: yeah no absolutely wow. I, it, it's the type like that's the type of content that i will forever continue to have my disney plus subscription for because don't get me wrong yeah i like having access to the movies i like having access to the likes of the mandalorian and stuff like that but it's the behind the scenes stuff that i find so intriguing so i'm just like just just keep doing this like any of and i get that they're not going to do it for every movie because lord knows no one needs to watch the making of art as well but if they no. could do it if they could do it for those big like mm-hmm. animated movies, the big Pixar movies, the big Marvel movies, stuff like that. Like I I wanna understand the background of it because it's so fascinating.
1: Yeah, and like they really they show you so much. And like there's a couple of bits where the producers are like, no cameras today, like we've got shit to do, like fuck off kind of thing. But they really show you so much. And I also one thing interesting when they showed the when they showed a scene of frozen two in d23 i remember when that happened that you couldn't find any footage of the song they'd shown or the four lead cast singing some things never change and you couldn't find it anywhere obviously for major reasons but in this documentary they show you the not the whole song but they show you like clips of the four leads singing that song to the audience and like that's all I wanted to see like I just wanted to see yeah. how much they loved singing the song for the people and it was just great it was really nice so I'm really glad that they had like a good recording of that that they could actually show people because obviously now they can show people everything but like it's just yeah I, I was glad that that got put in
0: yeah absolutely I just I don't know if, if they could just keep making little docuseries about this for everything like and I do literally mean everything if they're creating a new parade, show us what that all looks like. If you're building yeah. a ride, show us what that looks like. If you're creating new fireworks for the Disneyland Paris thirtieth thirtieth anniversary, <clears throat> show us how you do that. Do you know what I mean? Like I just, I I find the background side of things so much more interesting. Not more yeah. interesting, but you know what I mean. Well, like you watch no, movies the movies are good, crazy, but like you watch, like you go in, you watch Frozen. It's however long Frozen is and it's lovely and it's great and fantastic. And then you have this six-part documentary that shows you the blood, sweat and tears that goes into it and every tiny little aspect that creates that movie that you then just sit and watch for an hour Mm -hmm. or an hour and a half or however long it is. Mm -hmm. And like, y'all know, I'm not the biggest Frozen fan in the entire world and this is how hyped I am about it. So, if you are a big Frozen fan, you absolutely have to go watch it. Yeah, and like
1: even if you're not, like even taking it. The fact that it's frozen, like, just the, how interesting it is, let, like, alone, regardless of the fact that it's frozen, yeah, you should still go watch it.
0: Yeah. And, like, there's just, there's so many details of it, even, like, the little lighting thing where they hand the guy, oh, here's here's the scene where they, like, create Elsa's new dress and it's, like, all, like, chunky and all this kind of stuff and he's, like, oh, yeah, I just do this and this and this and I wear the audience and I'm, like, damn, yes, you do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you do, Paul. <laughs> Oh, so good. I w- I would also give that a five out of five to be honest, because I just thought it was cracking. I loved it.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. Like it ended, and I was like, no, show me
0: more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, just keep showing me things. Yeah. Yeah. It was absolutely great. Is there anything else that you wanted to call it? We got much longer out of that than I was anticipating.
1: Yeah. No. I think we can actually just leave it there. I don't think I need to add anything else. Where I think we're. I think we're G. I think we're fine.
0: <laughs> we we have been on Zoom for nearly two hours now. So.
1: Yeah, I think we're G.
0: But if there's anything else that you guys have unearthed on Disney Plus, do let us know.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. And if you do watch Hamilton or Into the Unknown, the making of Frozen 2, please let us know or what you preferably think. Preferably
0: both. Yeah. Oh yeah. Do both. Yeah, that is our thoughts. And yeah, as I said, we should hopefully have a special guest with us next week. So keep an eye on social media and we shall hopefully pop up some information about that. So as you guys know, we have been doing our lockdown quizzes. We were doing them every second week, but now that life is slowly but surely going back to normal, we're gonna try and move them to a monthly basis. So the last Friday of every month. So if you want to get involved in that, please do let us know. If it's taking place on the last Friday of the month, that will be the thirty-first. So it's literally the last day of the month. Mm-hmm. So thirty-first of July, give us a shout if you're free and you would like to join. And yeah, I think that's everything for this week.
1: Yeah, thanks so much for listening, guys. If you want to up on Instagram, it's at Mickey Waffles Pod. If you want to hit us up on Twitter, I mean, don't because we're not on there. But it's at Mickey Waffle Pod. Instagram really where it's at. Um.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, if you want to hear us off, just just add us. Absolutely. Feel free to share the podcast with your pals, with your granny, with your dog, especially your dog. And don't forget to leave us a review if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, or as Kate likes to say, rob someone's phone and leave it on theirs.
1: Yeah, you know it. (laughs) So, yeah, thanks so much for listening, guys, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.